on the seventh day, God created the right man and said, go forth with your full head of hair, my son. So church on a Sunday, as Righty will be preaching the good word of football any given Monday. And we're gone. Hey boys, Righty came in with a fresh cap. Yeah, the Uruguayan, uh, it actually is rugby, but I'll use it as a Ur Uruguayan rugby league hat. Being the Uruguayan international rugby league coach, I think I need to plug the brand a bit. I like that colour blue, eh? Yeah. 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 What, rugby league ones? or Yeah, yeah sick. So when, when will you be able to get a league one? I don't know. Like They've got to get them printed up, etc. Like small nations and... Like the shit we discussed last week with um, Beastware and all that. Like, when you get stood up by your suppliers and things like that. But, like, the, Ur the Uruguayan boys, they go through a different mob, so they're all sweet. But, like, hopefully they can tee some gear up for later in the year when we play this international. It'll probably be in Sydney somewhere. Yeah. They played one last year at, uh, I think it was East Campbelltown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's where they played Peru. It's not a bad strip, but even the game that I was at where they versus Colombia... Yeah, probably doesn't have a stupid cartoon eagle on it either, <laughs> wearing a fucking bandana. Um, uh, yeah. Before we get <laughs> before we get more into it, I just yeah. got to mention. So we've got like a another another yeah. So a guy reached out to us. Um, uh, Dave, he he runs a company, Mates, but it's spelled M A A A T E S. So Mates, um, merchandise dot com, and he they do th um, th uh, thongs like do double pluggers. Nice. So he does double pluggers, but th there's some other apparel on his um, website as well. But what what he does is sales go towards um, Mates for Mates, and um, also um, just like uh, mental health in in the construction industry. So that's the kind of thing he's doing, and he's going to hook us up with thongs and stuff, and then we'll be able, we'll kind of use it as like when people come on, they'll get a pair of thongs, yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. And, yeah. we, 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 and he's sending us a, like a box, so we'll, we'll just start repping it. And yeah, so yeah, check it out at um, mates, spelled M A A A T E S, merchandise.com. And then um, we're going to get a promo code going for, you know, listeners of this to go if they want to get double pluggers. But the, also the reason was because he was getting sick of, like, um, get, getting harder to find the, just your standard good double plugger. So, yeah, so he sourced it out and, um, yeah, starts doing them pretty cheap too, but it also goes towards that kind of shit. Excellent. Yeah. And we live in the right country to sell double pluggers. Mm -hmm. Also, quick shout out. The West Mitchelton Rugby League juniors and seniors are looking for sponsors for the 2020 season. If anyone would be interested in that, uh, send us a message on the Facebook page and we'll put you in touch with the right people to get through. With with the seniors, you can get um, on the fence there at West Mitchelton. You can get on our jerseys. We'll have two sides, so the boys could be playing in two different locations some weekends. You get plenty of exposure get plugged over the loudspeaker we'll plug you on this show i'll put you up on all my social media stuff yeah and the right we, man can get to more people than swine flu and, just quietly <laughs> and they said they're also going to put it on um clint's hospital gowns so oh, when he's strutting good, around yeah, like, yes. <laughs> that's right and i thought a special shout out to some people that could be doing it tough in the far off town of gundawindi a friend of ours mark offerdale runs 
the Gundawindi Barbell Club. So if you're listening from Gundawindi, you feel like you just want to chisel your rig up or you just want to get it, you know, prepare, you put on a few kilos, contact Mark Offerdale on Facebook at the Gundawindi Barbell Club. And if you get if you forget the name, just look at every fucking photo that he has on Facebook because he's yeah, wearing the shirt every single Look him up on Facebook. Um, if you mention that you're a big listener to the show and we've given you the tip, you probably get 50% off from or for membership there at the club. It'd be good to look after you. If you like to call, discuss climate change and things like that, you'll probably get a further discount. So anybody in the region of Gundawindi and looking to chisel their rig up for the future, get in contact with the Gundawindi Barbell Club uh, owner, Mark Offerdale. Yeah. He's also got good contacts with some good ice out there too. So. Yeah. Nice. And there you go. If that's your, that's your poison... Contact him on that too. So how's the week been going anyway, boys? Yeah, pretty low key. Training's been good at Mitchie. We've had getting quite a few bodies down there, which is surprised. Unheard of. Yeah, pretty. at this time of year, it's normally about eight blokes. Blokes putting into like the sessions haven't been in past years. We've sort of just before Christmas had a bit of a run around, maybe a cut like a bit of touch or whatever, and just getting the footy in everyone's hands. But this year it's been pretty good. We've done a lot, fair bit of fitness work and a good handful of stuff with the balls and gym work. Some a little bit of stuff with their defense, but it's better than it's been better than previous seasons. Yeah, a lot good, running in the legs, yeah. running in the legs, like sprint stuff, a lot of endurance stuff, things like that that you need to build a fitness base to keep going. It's all right to say, oh, you beget match fitness during the season, and that's true, but you don't. The more games you win early, the less you have to win in the run home to make the finals or to guarantee your position in uh, the top four or the top two. So you want to jump out of the blocks quick. Yeah. That um that episode last week tracked pretty well, man. The, the four words that Cal said really must have said into people. <laughs> Cal? <laughs> yeah, it was just Trig was hacking on him a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's just, we'll get ETH on here next week, eh? Yeah, yeah. Ethan Wheel, if you hear that, you're coming on next week. Ethan Wheel, everyone's Dave been Will's talking you up, plugging you yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So put the put the most shiniest stud in that nose that you got that yeah. that little hole you got in your nose, bro, and we'll uh, get it sorted. Yeah, get on the uh, group chat for wingers and find out a funny winger story to bring on here. Yeah, because yeah, because you really don't have a lot of good chat anywhere else in the world. <laughs> so get on here. You're flying the flag for wingers. In general, okay, mate? So, the last show before Christmas in 2019, we'll be getting West Mitchell, uh, West, West Panthers, <laughs> West Mitchell and Junior, West Panthers, uh, reserve grade winger who has played BRL, Ethan Wheel, on this show. Ladies, he is young bloke, single, available, same as Dano. So, if you need to get any digits, contact our Facebook page and we'll tee you up. Yeah. And I heard he's got he's got a piece on him too. So, have you showered with him? No, I haven't showered with him either. And if anyone yeah. knows about pieces, it's you, my friend. You are the piece expert. It's funny, a good segue. So, <laughs> um, I uh, the, I've been carrying a bit of an injury. What I thought was an injury, like in my groin, and then the other day I'm kind of feeling around my left nut. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that that lump is like a tiniest thing. I don't know if that's always been there. But have you boys ever got like gone to the doctor to get it examined? Like, yeah, 
because obviously I don't know what the fuck I'm feeling for, and it's 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 like a dull ache the whole time. So I'm I'm like yeah it's uh yeah I don't I don't or a hernia type thing no no for in my testicle for actual nut drama yeah for, for you'll it. know when it's expanded fucking three times it's normal yeah size. but it's just it's, it's just aching they obviously start off real small anyway yeah, and I'm fucking pa- an paranoid as shit so today I went and got got like pulled the pants down and got um like an older Indian doctor to check it out and she said she she could feel what I was kind of feeling so I'll go, I'll go get a scan on it. But um, the funny thing is, like I so before I went, I was like, yeah, well, I want to be all shaved up for it, you know. So, so like yesterday, I had a shave and like clip it all out, nice and clean. And then uh, I did I, my my routine was I did a I went I did a shit, and then I had a shower, wash my asshole because you'd be feeling around there. I didn't want it stinking, but then. I had a coffee and then so I get to the surgery like the doctor said and I had to do another fucking shit. <laughs> so it just killed my whole my whole pattern of it. And then also I pulled my pants down and I had like a little turtle down there. It was just like because the whole time I'm thinking how funny would it be if I cracked a fat? And so you're thinking don't crack a fat, don't crack a fat. So I pretty much had footy dick when she's uh, when she's checking my shit out. So um, yeah. So we'll see. To be continued. I get the scared tomorrow but uh, – yeah, yeah, well, you've led into that that you could have a bad health issue yeah. pretty well. Okay, so stay tuned next week. Ethan Wheel and hopefully Christian Freed's uh, health results. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll try and get some results on Clint's health problems as well. So we can pound them in together. We'll do a health mm. segment on the boys. Yeah, well worth it. Well worth it. <laughs> yeah. Freed is nuts and Clint owes a whole entire life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just his, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he asked me to stop saying some of the yeah. stuff that I say, but, yeah. Yeah, and he's saying, if you're going to tell stories, at least fucking tell them truthfully. Like, he's saying some of the some of the stories that you've got, right? He said you're not st- telling the whole truth about it. That's absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the date well. I'll even show you where, the one where he thought Cameron Smith was washed up mm. in 2009. And has gone on to win Golden Boots, Daily M's, and shit since then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Monday, so okay, we'll get on to some league stuff. Yeah. A few things have been happening. I've got a classic Edema story too, but I'll leave that for later. Okay, that's right, Yeah, we, let's go league. Well, we'll go league for a bit. Um, Latrell Mitchell, it's still dragging on. He's copping a lot of flack, the kid, and there are a couple of questions on there, and I want to get to this, and I'll point out across my point of view straight, straight away what I think. The kid has every right to chase as much money as he possibly can. He's a country kid from Taree who now has a small family, and he's playing international football. He's, I don't know what his manager's thoughts are. I, I do think he, he could be handled a little bit better, but... Them shopping him round, if he's prepared to take a pay cut to go to South Sydney like the innuendo is, then that's what he needs to do. South Sydney, he'd fit straight in there. He obviously, in my, this is just my opinion, if he hasn't been, the Tigers pulled the deal on him and then they said, but if he, if the manager was to contact them, he'd get, they'd put it, they'd have another offer for him. They, they haven't got in, in touch with him. And these people hacking on him, there's various reasons for this. And this is life in general. It's like, as my missus brought up, the Adam Goods thing. There are people who wouldn't have liked Adam Goods because they didn't like that 
uh, the way he was portraying himself. Others wouldn't have liked him because he was an Indigenous man. Thing is, thing with Mitchell is, there's going to be people who don't like you because you don't play for the club they support. There's going to be people who don't like you because you're an Indigenous bloke. There's going to be people have many, many different ways to dislike you. The thing is, with, with Mitchell, when he goes to a club and he starts killing it, no one's going to remember anything in the past. Things like that. Look at Matt Lodge. Matt Lodge is dramas in the past were extremely serious, despite what Broncos fans try to make out that it wasn't that much. When you get thrown in Rikers Island and you're saying it's a good night to die, you traumatise kids, you belt a bloke for a good Samaritan. When they lock you up in Rikers, it's not just because they feel that you're a misguided soul. But Lodge, to his credit, gives up the piss, becomes a family man and plays good football. Yeah, this is the thing with Mitchell. He it's knew. also with Mitchell. The moment we got no footy on, they got to they they got to write about something. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything too. And we were saying last week too about the media blowing shit out of the water. Oh, massively. This is how it's, this is how this has become being so big. Because then someone will get a little whisper of something that's pretty much nothing, and then they'll write a three-page article on it, and half the shit gets fabricated, and it makes everyone in the situation look like a fuckwit. And then Latrell's left sitting there, still got a club for 2020, he's still signed with the Chooks. And everyone's there going, fuck, Latrell's got nowhere to go, what's he going to do? It's like, the kids do it 12 months to run, just fuck, everyone take a back seat. He'll find somewhere, someone's going to pay him, he's a fucking freak. Yeah, just, 100%. Why can't everyone just pull back a bit and just accept the fact that at the moment he's having contract negotiation troubles with other clubs. His management, trying to do the best for him, probably not going about it best way possible but he's got 12 months left to run when you think about it just take a step back let him do his thing and he's also got to try not to buy into it as much you can see from everything everything I've read everything I've seen online Latrell's sort of buying into everything that's been said around him he needs to distance himself from it and his management needs to not listen to the media as much and they need to go and do things their way to get Latrell the best contract possible at the right place and if that means him not having a contract until October next year and then going, calling up the Tigers and saying, hey, mate, you still have a deal on the table for us, then that's yeah, that's the best result. Or if he decides next week that South Sydney's going to give him 600 or whatever or 700 and he signs with South Sydney and then that's the best thing for him. He's yeah. got to make sure he's doing the right thing. What did he say he's chasing? Well, the Roosters originally offered him eight. eight and he said... And he would have been the highest paid centre in the game. And... The Tigers originally tabled an offer of nine fifty, I think. Yeah, it was pretty just, good. Just, just close to a mil, and he's turned it down. So he's obviously looking for that million dollars, which the longer it the longer it drags out, the less likely it's going to happen because clubs are thinking, well, he's going to have to sign somewhere. Yeah, but he's he's also not coming off a million dollar year. Well, and you think of it, and you think of it like this. Yeah. Say, all right, say he stays another year, right? So he fills out, sees out his contract. Tedesco gets a few injuries and misses a couple of months. Mitchell plays fullback for him and slays it. There, that gives you a lot more leverage when they've seen what you can do. And I've seen him. And does he want to convert into fullback? Yeah, he was a fullback when he first came into grade, and he showed heaps of potential. But then, when they got that gun side, they had all the pieces, and his role was destroying it on that left edge as he does well when he's on. 
Yeah, and that's the thing where if you've got leverage playing good, if you're going and playing good football, there's your leverage. You go, look what he's doing. You think about it, is Latrell, with a move to fullback, going to be a million dollar player? Because I look at million dollar fullbacks and I look at James Tedesco, is obviously the the one. And you look at maybe Roger Tulasashek and Tom Chavojevic, and the three of them are fit as hell, just never ever stop running. Always pushing around the ball. You watch the trail play, even in the centres. Sometimes he's floats in, floats out. Behind. Like some games, you don't see him for the first twenty minutes, and then ten minutes he'll score three tries, and then you don't see him again for the rest of the game. He's not. I just don't think. I can't see him being a million dollar fullback. With the three blokes you mentioned too, as the best, you know. To say, let's go over the last three years. Look at how they've developed their game yeah. too, and just really added more strings to their bow. And if you look at. The amount of support runs that someone like Tedesco runs per game, it is fucking unreal. How many times there's nothing happening and he's there anyway. And then you see all the tries he scores and you see how many of them are coming off him just being there. Like, he's not doing anything special. He's just popping up and he knows someone from his side will just flick the ball over their shoulder and he's straight through the hole. And that's... You've got to have the drive and the fitness and determination to be there at every single opportunity. And I just don't think... Knowing how to run those decoys too and drag heat yeah, and yeah. drags heat off the other playmakers, it works a treat. You know, like there's the thing. Latrell can do special, special things. Like it's just con- the consistency of it. And and fine you're coming from a great system there, with great great ball players around you, great dominant forward pack, great finishers outside you. If you were to go somewhere that doesn't have all those components, this can affect your own game. Yeah. Like we talked and about the coast last week, you yeah, know, like... And you're coming from somewhere that is winning games, like you come from the Roosters where you've won two consecutive premierships, and just because you want to play... You want to play fullback, you pop up somewhere like the Tigers, and then you miss the eight, what is that going to do to, like, your mm. confidence? What's that, what's that going to do to um, Latrell... Being motivated enough to make those support runs. Why is why is Latrell going to want to get up and go to training for the Tigers when they haven't when they've won six games or wherever he goes? If he goes to say he goes to the Gold Coast and they win six games all season, he's just come off two seasons where they've been in the top two and won premierships. He'll put bums on seeds wherever he goes, but like you're saying, it's a business of the the. We're in the business of winning. Yeah, exactly. Are the same folks going to still be coming and buying tickets after, you know, five months into the season? Yeah. If you're pushing, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they've had a few pastings, people start going, what are we doing here? Yeah. Let's beat it. And that's the thing. People pay hard-earned money. You can pay 25 bucks a month and have KO and watch it at home in your lounge room. Yeah. Or you can go to a game and want to be there. And when you, you want to believe that every time you go, your team's a chance to win. And with a guy like that, there would be. But what if the coaching style doesn't suit what you want to do or how you do it? See, and you forget with Trent Robinson there, that's been his only coach he's had in club football. And he's gone into, he's had Meninga at international level. He's had Fittler, Fittler at origin level. So some pretty smart blokes who had good careers there. You go with someone who looking to use you in a different way or looking to you're not getting the right the ball 
as much as you like because you've got other good players around you or you you get that sort of money. They want you to touch the ball more than anyone else, especially at fullback. You've got to like all the things we pointed out about those three top fullbacks. You've got to be touching that football that many times and creating opportunities for everyone else. That's also why I think it'll be hard for him going to a new club and then trying to fill a new position, a new role. Like he's been in a centre role with Chooks for what, four years now? Mm. And he's become, he's obviously seen himself as one of the top centres. He's played Origin, he's played internationals, and he's won premierships. And then he goes to a club that may not be as successful, completely different coaching staff, completely different player group, and then expects to play a completely different position and then expect someone to pay him a million dollars before they've even before he's tested and proven himself at that position. And it's a big gamble and you see what happens to club, you know, and we talked the other week about Adam Blair when he went to the Tigers after he was in a great Melbourne side playing great footy himself for New South for um New Zealand and for Melbourne, and all the Tigers fans would have been rubbing their hands I together. Fucking going, know, how good we've got. How, yeah, and players moved from the success they had. Like Aiden Guerra was a Queensland back row, and he was a gun when he was at the Chooks. And then at the, as soon as he moved, he's now at the Knights, and he's barely making the starting side. All beat injuries didn't help. But same with Tim Glasby, he was a Queensland. Queensland yeah, Glasby. Glasby pretty role. solid, and he's played some good foot. Won a premiership. At, yeah. at Melbourne, it's like yeah, pa- like Paisel would say, it's uh, styles that make fights, right? Yeah. It's kind of like styles of players fit certain. Yeah, sit- and some blokes you know. can go anywhere. You could put Burgess in any pack in the NRL or the Super League, and he'd make an impact because when Sam wants the ball, Sam gets the football. Yeah, and you- he does some magic shit with it. You got to yeah. look at it as the blokes who would work best in any side are the ones that are willing to just put in. Like if you put. James Graham into any rugby league side ever, you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get 110 for however long you tell him to play. You tell him to play 80, he'll play 80 and he'll do it hard as fuck. If 70 minutes into a game they take an intercept, James Graham will be the only bloke chasing you can guarantee it. That's why he could go to any side and make a difference. You've got to look at blokes who are going to work tirelessly until the end of every game. And... If you're going to be paying a bloke a million dollars, especially a bloke who's an outside back, you're going to need to make sure he's a tireless worker and he's going to do the job that you need him to do. And it's going to be hard for him to fulfil that position when he's completely out of his comfort zone. Fans are very fickle creatures, especially when you're losing. And it happens American sport more so, like NFL, NBA. You look at it when they get blokes across... To work to a new to a new team, and they're not performing, and the fans are merciless on them, yeah. and and with American sports, they can just trade you after a year if you both agree, move you on to somewhere else. Like you know, you could sign a four or five year deal, and you could be gone in a year. Mm. Case Keenum was a quarterback at the Broncos. It, they got him from big, big from, money from the Vikings. He'd had one good year. He was a bit of a struggler before that, but he had one really, really big year. He was gone after a season. They traded him I out. I think it was a 16 mil contract. Yeah. And now he's at, uh, where's he now? Um, Washington. Yeah. Washington yeah, Redskins. Yeah. I see it a lot. I'm a bit more of a basketball fan than the NFL. And you look at it like marquee signings for clubs like back in 2009, I think it was, when the Lakers got Dwight Howard. Yeah. Kobe, and everyone thought this is a game changer. The Lakers are going to kill it now. They've got Steve Nash, 
pieces in Pagasol, and then two years later, Dwight's got to go. He's not performing. In like LA turned on him. In NBA, is it the same? So is their contracts paid in full, or is it if they if they're injured or they don't get that? No, nah, they still get it. Okay. I'm sure. I could be wrong. Yeah, because sure. in NFL, you just say you're signed over a four year deal. You're not guaranteed that money. No, and they'll say sixteen mil contract. Two million, three million guaranteed. Yeah, that's how they which work is, it. Which is pretty smart in the sport like NFL because there is obviously that ever-present fear of injuries. Where in NBA injuries are common, but nowhere near as much as a contact sport. Obviously, so that's probably yeah the reasoning behind that. Which is smart. Which is smart. So when you got a player big up and big money, same as like in NRL started doing now med- medically retiring people. Yeah, look at that's so a new thing. The amount of money that clubs like an NRL club can throw at a player, and if he's actually genuinely medically forced to retire, then they don't have to take that out of the cap, which would be the same in the, in the NFL where if someone is injured and you obviously can't have them on your roster, then it's probably fair enough you don't have to pay them. Yeah. Especially when they're making money like 16 million. Cal Stewart said more here than he did last week. He goes, you'd have to have rocks in your head to pay $1 million for him. And he says, in brackets, P.S., I'm a racist. Um, all right. Thanks, Cal. <laughs> Yeah, we need to hear from the rednecks sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the moonshine's tasting well there, brother. And then, and, and then your missus has jumped in there, righty, Jane. Take the distraction away and I believe he will aim up. The most heartbreaking thing I saw this year was not even having the decency to tell him he was dropped. And that's probably... And Fittler, Fittler does a great job as a rep cage, but he's probably... That's a downside. Bloke, you should know should know what they need to fix and what they, it doesn't matter what level of coach you are you have to tell people what they need need to do well, yeah, sorry so. just for a sec jane let us know if that lapel mic's making the audio better on this live feed too she will keep talking <laughs> okay nice <laughs> yeah like the thing where in the old days blokes just got tapped on the shoulder you've been left out of the side but with this, it's a bit more like the man management. Some people these days have to be mollycoddled a bit more. How do you like telling your players, right, when they drop? Well, I try and tell them, but some blokes don't like it. <laughs> but in the end, you're the coach and you're doing what you think necessary to win. In the old days with Origin, even not so long ago, the selectors picked teams. And when Bellamy coached in uh, 2000. Uh, 2010-2011, Tim Manor was selected in the side. He wanted Brett White, cause he, but Manor only got about 10, 10 to 15. He did nothing wrong, was solid, as Manor would be, because Tim Manor was playing good football then. But if the coach doesn't want you in the squad, you've got to let the coach go with who he thinks. Because if a coach isn't going to use a bloke, there was a game in the, in the 90s, Aaron Raper, he got picked from, uh, where was he then? Parramatta. Playing for Parramatta, was it? Cronulla Jr. came through. Uh, he was, he got picked on the bench. Tommy Rodonicus didn't want to use him. He didn't put him on. He sat, let him sit on the bench for the whole 80. Things like that. Coaches have to go with who they want to use. Yeah, and you also got to think, you can't baby everyone forever. Like, Latrell's 22 years old, and there's... The vast majority of NRL players never even get selected for Origin. So, I think 
probably wasn't the best way to do it. No, not yeah, at all. I think, I, I mean, for me, he's chasing he's chasing more money than he's worth. That's it. Yeah. With with Fittler too. Fittler can get left at it probably wasn't the best way for Fittler to do it. But then again, you also yep. think that Charles, 22 years old, sort of grow up, take it on the chin, go yeah. out and show him why you should be there for game three and give yourself every opportunity to get back in the yeah. side instead of kicking stones and saying, oh, he's done me... I, re- I reckon. The, I reckon you come mi- on. Fitler's a Roosters man. He is still megaly smoking poles there. Like <laughs> he's meant to be looking. Uh, this is the club that you gave your heart and soul for. The kid's a Roosters player. This should be more so him looking after him than not. I don't disagree with him dropping him after that game, but I do think that he should have had the decency to tell the kid. Like, he can say what he wants, but he can go on there. It was different with Cody Walker. Cody Walker, first interview in Origin Camp, brought up about uh, he won't, the national anthem. Yeah. And that's the thing. That put all the pressure on yourself straight away. So all the journos, as we talked about, how they just want anything to bite on. Yeah. So every interview, that got mentioned about this and that. That distracts you from playing footy because you're trying to justify why you're doing this, you're doing that. If you just went out and did it, they're not going to speak to you about it till after the game. You could go out there and play a blinder. People aren't really going to be concerned about whether you didn't you sang the national anthem or you didn't. And it's a bottom line of that. Like everyone has the right to do it. There's a free country. Last time I jerked, this wasn't Nazi Germany, and this wasn't uh, North Korea. Yeah, the, you have the right. The, the thing is, with if they didn't. I just think with that, they go about it the wrong way as well. If they just stood there and didn't sing it, but didn't say they weren't going to sing it, yeah, no I one would fucking care. I, I, get, I 100% agree That's with That's what you, it mate. is. Yeah. And you brought the pressure on yourself by mouthing off about it yeah. and then distracted yourself from what you want to do. If they're serious about what they're doing, why do you have to make sure that everyone knows? Like, I could get up and have a piss right now, but it's not for anyone else. That's for me because I need to go have a piss. Or if I don't want to... If I didn't want to come here tonight, I wouldn't come here. That's not for anyone. Yeah, it's like, it's like... You do what you want to do, but why does it have to be everyone has to know? It's that? like that Carl Barron joke, man, where he's like, imagine if, the, like, uh, for some reason when you're farting, you just said, I'm farting, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. while you're doing it, just then. It's like, why do you have to... Why does everyone have to be on your... Why, why do we have to know that you're not singing the national anthem? And you bring it, why, yeah. Why don't you just... You just do it off your own bat. And obviously, you're on the biggest stage, millions of people watch it, especially in Origin. It's like... Yeah. People are going to see it. People are going to ask questions, and then maybe if someone coming up to ask you, yeah, yeah, this is why I'm not singing. Like I, 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 he brought. Yeah, you're making a big deal out of it, and then you're making your. I think you're just making yourself look like the, a queen. the only the only time you really need to announce something is when you're about to bust. I think like if like we all go like I'm gonna I'm gonna bust, and then you bust, yeah. and um that's really the only, you know, but it's bringing stuff. It's putting stuff in the spotlight, whether it's right <laughs> or not. <laughs> And that's what it is. It's right or wrong. Oh, no. But it, it's in life. It's like when people get on social media and talk about their personal problems and then they wonder why people are discussing their life. Well, you've just gone on there and whinged about people judging your life. So some people, so someone has to say, what the fuck's all this about? Yeah. And you're bringing stuff into the, into the spotlight that you don't need to. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep it to yourself. And do, if it's that important to you, it shouldn't matter to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do think that I, I, uh, Anthem could use a little bit of a oh, re- revamp. That's a thing too. There's a lot of things that I think we need to fix in our society. 
I think we're very divided in in a lot of ways, and this is just my personal opinion. Australia's a very divided culture in that, and I know plenty of of people who hate people just because, one, they're a different culture and they haven't had no dramas with them. And people grow up hating someone because their family hates them. It becomes inbuilt in you. You're taught that and you're taught that. And these, and this this passive racism can be fucking bred into people well, on purpose or accidentally, but you grow up thinking you should hate someone. Like, you know, some of the things people say about blokes uh, is horrible. But now... We've gone to the point where, like with Australia Day, we live in the greatest country in the world, and I see shit going along, and I've got mates from many other nations, and they don't have the opportunities we have to live in the lifestyle we live. And we're all... No one's no one's saying the sins of the past from many cultures should be forgotten, but we're all saying we're here to celebrate what happens now and unite as one. And, and that's the beauty of the game we play of rugby league, it doesn't matter where you're from, what your past is, what your culture is. Once you come in there, you are welcomed into that brotherhood. You play good football and you're a good bloke. That's all people care about. Or or in the women's point, like, you know, you're a good person. You know, that's what they care about. It goes both ways too. Like, if you yep. think about people, like, growing up, sort of being bred to, bred to not like a certain type of person or something. But then again... It's also, it goes the other way. So maybe I was brought up not liking Roddy. Mm. My old family hates Roddy, so I brought up not liking Roddy. And then Roddy goes, oh, fuck that Adam's family, don't like me. What a bunch of fuckheads. And now it's just going both ways. And he's hating me and I'm hating him. It's like, if both years just started, like if both sides of the sides of the fence just started to just forget about all the useless shit that goes on and just start... Being civil, you know? Yeah, move on. Move on. on. Bury the past. Like, you know, compromise. And this is the thing, and this happens in life, and sport's a way to vent it. People will hate big rivalries in sports. Like, you look at it in the AFL with Collingwood and some of that. People hate. There's there's more punch-ons at AFL games than there are at league games in the crowd easily. Like, every time you see videos of punch-on AFL games, and it's a fair, it's a full-on stink. Blokes just going ballistic because you that tribalism where people are against each other like you freddie like you know yourself with your american heritage and that like things like thanksgiving and that where native americans aren't on board because it's a bit like with australia day with the indigenous um people in our country that they think of it as invasion day because in in bottom line was it was the day a country was invaded and these are what it is, and we're only learning about these atrocities more so, like in later life, about things that happen. So, as a kid, you went to primary school and you were taught about Captain Cook. You weren't taught, they didn't put him in the light of murderous, rapist um, Englishman who came to our country and took <laughs> Just over. Just get his rocks yeah. off. And then, yeah, and, and like, same too with the um, founding fathers over there landing there and ripping off the Indians, the Native American Indians with land and shit like that things like that you don't know mm. and i hope that's one thing i like about sport someone once complained to me about playing sport on anzac day where i disagree and i spoke to plenty of people in the military and they said they think it's a great thing and it it's a way for those of us who only play football to give thanks to the people who have sacrificed so much so we can live and things like that like and 
That's what I really enjoy about it. And a couple of times over the years, two or three times, we've actually had games on a sad day of Anzac Day. I used to always get pumped for it because you go to the dawn service that day, you know that you're going to have a few beers that night and you think, how fucking good is this? You know, and there's a lot of those men that died in various wars were just same blokes like us playing football themselves until they got called up to go to arms. And those sort of things, like, this is the thing with the world. We are too, we've got to learn to unite somehow, like, and put things apart and move forward. And that's just not just like in sport, it's in life in general, you know, and the hard, it's a hard part because a lot of people are brought up with hate. It's like there'll be certain footy clubs you play and you know it's always going to be a drama because it's just you, it, you're in that mindset every time. Or people go to a certain pub and there's going to be a punch on there because yeah. they go there with that, that head, in that headspace. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, and this is the thing, and this all goes back to the stuff with Luttrell. I hope whoever's advising him is advising he's happy with what's going on because we all know what he can do, but you don't want to get the money and get to a club like Dano said and not perform. Then you'll have a whole bunch of other people turning on you, not for anything cultural or anything like that, but just because you're not playing good football and you're getting a million bucks off their club. Yeah. Same as any other football club in the world. Dano, you're, um, guys, when you listen to this, Dano's audio is pretty fucked for the first 20 because it wasn't picking it up. Now it is. Oh, yeah, so good now? Yeah, now it's sweet. Yeah, that was right. still here, but it would yeah, have been yeah. like that one episode, but now it's sweet. Yeah, Roger that. Yeah, my bad. Um, um, yeah, but some. just quickly on that, I think a Million Dollar Man, I think our props, halves, um, and maybe now, like halves hookers, and then yep. now coming maybe into your full back role. But I think that I think locks as well could probably push. Yeah, or just push. middle, like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like locks, like Jack Trevojevic Trevojevic could yeah. probably push the bill for a million dollars, or, or Tal Malolo, or blokes Burgess like when he was playing him as a middle because they're they're blokes who can move, especially these days. They're blokes who can play the front row, and even watching Jake Trevojevic in that third Origin game, and then watching him for Australia the other week. He just slips in and so easy, easily just uses the footy as a, like just using him as a link man. He can tip the ball on, he can run, he can defend, and he just makes the side that much better. So he's like locks also another position I'd look at. I think uh, we have to work on that more too with um, kids coming through, <coughs> teaching those fundamental catch, catch pass. We've been doing a bit of that. We did that um, in the session I took at Mitchie the other night. I got a couple of um rugby drills that that um dave rennie the wallabies coaching coming in used in and it's amazing some people can't do it we had four on two and you had a quick hand to the space we started i started with i started with no no defenders then i threw three in and they were just rattled then i had to take i took one out and threw another and then threw them back in but people trying to get to the space panic catch pass go straight get direct and having a ball playing forward who can do that it's worth your weight in gold you know it's a brilliant there's a lot of good offloaders but a bloke who can actually ball play when you need it and mm. take some heat off your halved it's just it's that other point of attack that opens games up and it gets the defense questioning too because when when you have a like someone like Jake Trevojevic you normally seen as a bit of a running forward he gets the pill off the hooker and he takes it to the line and you're thinking first thing you're thinking is run and then you're thinking the bloke next to him is his tip on, and then somehow he turns the hip and throws a ten meter ball at the back to the fullback. Squares up very well. And you just think, hey, like the bloke you initially thought was going to run the pill, 
and then you thought about the tip on somehow just squares up takes his man and throws a 10 meter ball in another bloke's chest and then they're away down down that edge you know like it changes it does definitely change the game when you got a bloke like that who can use the footy like that so Sonny Bill Williams like and you'll have your halves you might have your fullback coming out there and they're your spots then you get someone like that like you're talking about Dano who can ball play again and the D's sort of slacked off a couple of steps they haven't pushed up quite as hard and all of a sudden they're getting done on outside shoulder lines with a ball playing like a big fella ball playing and that's why with him going there to Toronto the example he'll set like for all those blokes coming through be a fringe super league or they've just about to re-sign a young bloke who was in their system Quinn Nawadi he was he went to union for a while a kid like Quinn Nawadi hanging around SPW at training just seeing his work ethic and what he can do and having come from a union for a couple of years, he's probably got good hand. They, you know, you got to. Be, he'll be moulding these guys. They'll be talking about him for the next ten years when they played with Sonny Bill Williams, going. And he used to do this in the gym, and he used to do that, and he had this skill to do this. Or, or there was a time when he was at the Roosters. Origin time, they played him and uh, Daniel Mortimer in the halves, and they beat the Bulldogs. And things like that. And he looked like a 5'8". Who's Sonny Bill? Yeah, they played him at 5'8 oh, eight and Mortimer. Yeah. yeah, It was like um, Origin. It was a Friday night game when all the Origin stars were there. He got man off. Yeah. Just because he drags defenders in because you start drifting, you've got to sort of hold up on him. And he's hitting like second man balls or short balls or he can just take the ball on and offload it. Was that Mortimer, was Mortimer after para or... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where he went for a few years. Yeah, Man, he fucking killed that one year. Remember Watermark? Uh, and then and he was only in twenties. Yeah, and Johns was saying like they shouldn't bring him in yet. I think he was doing a bit of um, like you know coaching stuff there. He's too young. He's too young. He went from twenties straight up. Like it's amazing. Like too, the trouble with things like that when those young guys come up and they don't serve an apprenticeship in that in the reserve grade, you start feeling entitled. Yeah. And it happens at every level. Like that's a, It's a massive problem, especially in the NRL at the at, moment. At West a few years ago when boys went and did pre-seasons there and they got sent back to Mitchie, they, were, they thought and were told by people at West that they would be playing ones straight in. Only trouble is we had good ones players who were in these positions. So they came back feeling entitled and felt that playing threes was like a letdown, a massive slap in the face. Why, why are you entitled? Because you did a pre-season. You're not entitled to shit. And I used to tell him, well, you come back here and dominate this. Yeah. So when Dolan's watching, he sees you slaying it, yeah. then he'll think, geez, I've got to find a spot for him. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's why sometimes pre-seasons shouldn't be open like they are. You know, yeah. like, And I know that some yeah. coaches don't agree with it. Some coaches yeah. don't mind having it open. I, if I like... If I put a, a coaching hat on, I'd prefer to have a closed preseason, like have who I invite to come to it. Yeah, but then you also think about the amount of opportunities you could miss, also. Yeah, but, but like a, to, a to, a certain, yeah, to, to a certain yeah. extent. Obviously, it's good to have a closed group so you know everyone is coming, you know where they've come from, you know what, what's going on, and you've got, you know, you've got all your bases covered. And you have an open one, it's a good chance you're going to have all that, and then you'll have some roughies and maybe. A couple of blokes just maybe just wander on in that have it and that are guns that you wouldn't normally pick up anywhere else. Yeah. And just as luck of the draw. There was this guy who played a game for the Jets this year, Ray Barra. He was from 
I think he was up north. I think he was from Thursday Island. And he was playing for Goodner. And they got short in the outside backs. And they gave him a game. Big, big centre. Big uh, T.I. boy, like, had all the game. Didn't look like, didn't look good, but was. And you could just think, geez, can you picture if this guy had to come down a bit earlier, he would have played a mm. lot of cup. And, like, I think the week next week they got a few boys back. But he came off the bench from that day and he did not look out of place at all. And why? Because the, the Walker brothers would have made his debut feel nice and comfortable. And they he, they didn't put a lot of structure around him. They knew what he could do, as a lot of those Indigenous boys do. They got a lot of, they got a lot of skill and a lot of flair. And to take that out, it you know, there's no point playing them. If you just want a bloke to play straight structure, fair enough. But if you want a bloke to come in there and do it and do a few things like with the footy and Chancey's hand, maybe a chip kick here and there, you gotta you gotta take the shackles off and accept that that's not gonna work every time. And the Walker brothers are really good at that and that's yeah. why they won in premiership in twenty fifteen. Some of the shit they did. Short yeah. kick off, short dropouts, chip and chases. Capewell. Some ridiculous plays they pulled off to score tries. That's the reason they let let the let, took the chains off, let the boys go a bit, and then just let them work. And some of the shit they did was incredible, good to watch, yeah, and they like, won like games. Like I said before, they just kind of came in with their own playbook, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. oh, it was incredible. completely at the yeah. time. It was completely like fucking hell. And they then, just got bashed on their own line for ten minutes, and then they're short, just putting it short and praying like fuck to get it back. And yeah. half the time they did, and you're like, you fucking lucky pricks, because if that went wrong, you're getting points scored on you. Yeah, and then but then the players are playing with no pressure because yeah, they know yeah. they're allowed to do that kind exactly. of shit. Exactly, and when they get it back, their tails are up, thinking, "Fuck, we just defended ten minutes here, and we got the pill back." And they're rattled because they couldn't couldn't score on us. And then they just roll on down the field, a chip and chase to finish the set, and yeah. they're scoring in the corner. And, and, the and uh, the Jets just linked up with Knights. Well, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, bit of a um, like, a, well, how would you describe it, Freddie? Um, like uh, just um, like still like a. Uh, uh, like a co-fucking companionship thing. Well, it is. It's a feeder, straight yeah. feeder, isn't it? No, it's not straight feeder. Ah. No, it's only for kids. It's not. They won't be sending them direct. It's not like uh, Melbourne and uh, East or Sunny Coast. They're just joining up, and they're. It was like much like the so Roosters. It's just like a collaboration. Right? Yeah, yeah, collaboration. Well, show you yeah. some sort of teacher, <laughs> eh? Big guy with this lingo. I listen to hip hop. Yeah, yeah. yeah they them getting on board in a partnership. Redcliffe had one with the Roosters in the early 2000s, same sort of thing. And it keeps an eye on kids coming through. It means that these Ipswich kids, and they, and as Jono said, Steve Johnson, who's head of football at, the, at Ipswich, said they've lost a few kids because they didn't think there was a future in it. And one would have been Michael Purcell, um, Indigenous fullback from Ipswich, who's a, they call him the kangaroo catcher. He actually ran the, in a one-off season, he went and did the... New York Marathon, he's gone to ease, and the lure of possibly getting into an NRL system was probably that. So he's a big loss. Things like that, like where they were the only team in the Intra Super Cup that wasn't directly connected with an NRL club until now. So uh, Adam O'Brien will be doing things with Kieran Lander, the Jets coach. So they'll be sharing a few ideas, keeping an eye on a few young guys coming through, yeah, and things like that. And there's talk of a Big re-signing there in Ethan Pringle. You He's know, been that, out there training, hasn't he? Yeah, that's a talk. Yeah. That talk. He's really? all keen. Just keep that cunt off the couch and he'll yeah, be, be yeah. a good player. Yeah, He's if good. you can get him off the couch mm. and yeah. get him off the <laughs> piece too. <laughs> Fuck. He hate, hates a good time. Oh, hates, hates a good a, feed. Definitely hates a beer and a feed, eh? Yeah. 
But it would be good to see young blokes like Heath. See, there's the trouble now without having a BRL out there. When you're a straight direct reserve grade, you just go over and train with the reserve grade and you do and you things like that. Well, when you're training, you have to go to Red Bank or to Swifts or to mm. Goodner or something. Some people find that as a demotion. You know, get a bit. It makes it hard too. Like even at that age, at that grade, even logistics of it. If you do get sent to Red Bank. And you're coming from the other side of Ipswich to get a train. It's still a long way to go. And not all the blokes have the time in the world, you know. Some of them are just... And like we were talking about those rivalries of the club, what if you really hated Red Bank? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you like, get... Growing grew, up, oh, yeah. yeah. Order Swifts and you, you, grow, you grew up... Um, say you grew up the other side of Ipswich playing for Laidley and you grew up hating the Swifts and to, going towards the end of your life. And then you get to, get to Ipswich and you on the training squad... And you don't make the side, and because there's that no direct step down, yeah. When playing for Ipswich, they say, right, are you you got to go back to Swiss this week, and you say, well, fuck off, because I hate them cunts, and I always have, and I always will. Yeah, and of course, you <laughs> and then yeah. what are you going to do? Like you have choices have where to go, but people find people don't realise that. Yeah, that without a BRL, that's a big step. Like I know in the English Super League, they've just started making a majority of the Super League clubs will have a reserve grade. Because you miss out on that not having someone to go to. And I think that's a good thing at Mitchie. Us having a place for the older boys who just want to run around in threes or some of the young boys coming through that hopefully will get some time up there in the ones. You know, you've got to bring some blokes along slowly. Or how the former bloke's in early in the year, he might be three months later, he's got fitter and he's feeling good and he's killing it. And an opportunity comes to sit in the bench for a couple of games with the top side. Or if you're excelling, like you can have blokes come down for a run and excel, and then they get the opportunity to move up, like yeah, like like Fager did. Like, Liam Lynn came Fager. down to us and he had a killer season, and then his next season he um was on track to kill it again and got his opportunity to play higher and ended Op- up playing. Bigger yeah, the role. opportunities came later in the season. Yeah, when when a club gets a few injuries and they need to grab someone, so they're going to the the blokes who are just straight under their nose, going, all right watching Mitchie games, they're playing games at Mitchie, most of their games at home games at Mitchie West. So they see you in a curtain raise when the coaches, before they go in the shed, they're watching you carve up and they're going, he goes, all right, let's get him to training. Yeah, and then it doesn't take long for if you if you are carving up. Like, Fager, four weeks after playing reserve grade, played a game of BRL. Yeah, so he showed just, he could he, really he was, compete. He was the one showing that if you could put in and go hard from Mitchie, you can step in. To West, and there's also a handful of boys that have come down from West and played at Mitchie and killed it, and then got dragged back up. And there's a that's a good thing about having that direct step below you and above you. Yeah. So when you look at a club like Ipswich, they'd never had a step really above them until now, until Newcastle come yeah, along, and like, they like they've had that step below them, but it's just doing it away. It's like, like the challenge and utility of the year, Josh Spears and the uh, Kedu that fucking came and then. Fucked us off and then went back up. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Kedu was playing twos at uh, Samford for years. Yeah. Like, good player. Had played, um, what do you call it, Evan Park Roosters rugby. Good player, but I thought, like, I didn't think he'd get a run the way, and he wasn't there in the beginning and played a couple of games at Mitchie. Opportunity knocked, and he grabbed it with both hands, which I can't wait to get Reese Kedu on the show so he can uh, talk more about those sort of things. But it is, it's what blokes want to give, give himself an opportunity to play higher football, and you've always got to be encouraging that. Things like that. Don Biondi, 
was killing it playing ones, absolutely slaying it. Went to West, took a little while to find his feet, came good, played good football there, got that opportunity. He played for Queensland, Italy, and then made they picked another Italian side and he played with Terry Campisi and a few other boys, Josh Mandelato. Killed it in that, and then the manager said he was with the pride, North, with the pride, Northern Pride, and he got the opportunity to go up there, and he played some a few cup games and got injured. See, there's mm. things knocking on the door, things like putting, oh, putting your hand up, but you got to be able to, you got to be willing to put your hand up. Like for Dom, he wasn't easy for him, obviously, because to take the opportunity, he had to move away. He had a young family, his missus, and then yeah. misses with a young brand new baby. He had to move to Cairns and. I'm 100% sure he wouldn't have been easy in pre-season up there. They would have got fucking flogged. And he didn't get selected in the size trade away. He had to wait a number of weeks to make his debut. And then when he did, they were versus Sunny Coast, who were top of the ladder undefeated by a mile. And he comes out, comes off the bench and scores a try on debut. And he loved it. And he played a couple more games of cup before his injury. And um, at least like a bloke like that can say he laid it all on the line and had a go. And... His goal was to play Q Cup, and he's he's knocked it off. So now yeah. he's and that's the thing. And Blake sort of thought he was wasting his time going up yeah. there. What what were you going to go into before Dana? You had something that before oh, Callum was, said he was a racist. Yeah, I was just going to talk trade news around the league because I got oh yeah nice a fair bit of like we got some chat like some lower level signings. Um, Parramatta have signed Brock Lamb on a two year deal as a backup half. He's solid. He'll so go. He's he'll feel he that. At, he was at. The Roosters in Newcastle in the past few seasons, and now he's at Para, and he'll be a good. Did yeah, I did I play him? In, was he Papua New Guinea? No, nah, that's that's Lachlan Lamb. Ah. Yeah, that's Adrian Lamb's son. Okay, and who's this guy? Brock Lamb. Lamb. He's played a bit of NRL for Newcastle, not last year, the year before, and he was on the Roosters books last year and left before June thirty. Went yeah. to London Broncos because he yeah. they had. Um, Is he in the Lamb family though? No, no, nah, nah, he's. Different, spelt different. It's oh, okay. lamb, spelt like leg of lamb. Yeah. Where Adrian Lamb spelt L-A-M, as in P-N-G, as in lamb. The Wigan Warriors coach. Matt Frawley. And West Mitchie Jr. Matt Frawley has signed a one-year deal with the Canberra Raiders. Frawley's a solid player. He knows how to move a team around. Like he was at... So he'd be a good backup. Having Williams there now and having... Hodgson always constantly under a bit of an injury cloud, so he wouldn't be someone just to have on your books to have a bit of experience and know how to work a side. Um, I saw Marty Tapao re-sign with Manly to the end Two of 2022, years, yeah, and so good. did um, Joel Thompson. In Isn't that strange? So. Like when Trent Barrett was there, someone on Trent Barrett's staff was trying to shop Tapao around for him to offload him. Then yeah. Hasler comes along. He'd coached him before, but he didn't. He played a handful of first grade games. Then there was talk that speculation in the media. Oh yeah, it doesn't. He won't stick around. He'll be going. He'll be going. He had one chat with Hasler. Yep, saw saw what he planned to do, and stayed. Now he now he's getting contract extensions, and will probably play out his career at Manly. Yeah, and he's now cemented his spot as the leader of the pack. Like oh, he's yeah. got blokes Dizzy around him playing football. good footy. Like. Um, Fanua Blake played unreal last year, but then at the end of the day, you look at that pack and you think, Marty's the leader, he's the big tough guy. If you need something to happen, he comes out of line and he'll shot someone. And Thompson's the unsung hero. Yeah. Just it's, tough, it's, stings, runs hard. Sirenan was talking about how blokes tell Sirenan all the time they hate playing against him. 
because he's just that kind of broad shoulders, gangly, strong, Tough powerful. As fuck. Just you, Corey you. boy, Corey boy represents um, the boys at the Indigenous All Stars and always tears in. Just that sort of bloke playing. You could hit him a hundred times with a stick, I reckon, and he wouldn't even blink at you. He's yeah. tough as tough as shit. Uh, just quickly on SBW before Dana continues. Samoa are playing England at a test mid year, probably at Bankwest Stadium, and there's talk that SBW will de- will declare himself available Samoa. Yeah. I if just, you want to know how that field runs, SBW, reach out. I know the ins and outs of it. Yeah, all. nice. You and him could have a training yeah. session before him. Him and Paisel might spark. I know the way the ball bounces off the posts and shit like that. <laughs> the ins and outs, I like it. Um, I saw also that South had retabled an offer for Cody Walker, and they've put 650. Boom, shakalaka. And that's their final offer, apparently, according to all Do the Do you think he'll stay? I think he'd be stupid not to. What are his other options? He wants not he wants eight, doesn't he? Does he yeah. want eight, eight and a half or something? Eight and a half, I think he wanted. Yeah. So when they came up, the South obviously South offered him in the start six hundred, and he turned his nose up at it. And they've retailed the offer of six fifty, and then a couple of weeks went past, and then they've they've said that their offer of six fifty won't increase. He's he's your fucking story Look. of someone that knows they're good enough to be playing and just chipping away at it, you know, and then yeah. Look at that. How long does that take? Yeah. You know, like things like that. The bloke I feel most sorry for in this and that is Kimmy Ingebrigtsen. Kimmy Ingebrigtsen was his manager for years looking after him. Yeah. Then when he starts coming good, regular first grader, yeah. wipes Kimmy. <laughs> wipes Kimmy. <laughs> Shout out to Kimmy listens to the yeah, show Kimmy now, I think. Show yeah. yeah, he's Kim, we'll get you on. You don't have to tell the Walker story, but that's, you know what I mean? And that happens a lot in with this managerial bloke start going good some other bloke goes come over we'll look after you and they entice people to want to break contracts and stuff like the, that well the grass is always greener isn't it you yeah. look at it and the grass is always when everyone's greener, telling so you how good it'll be it's quite easy for someone to promise you the world when you have no idea what that person's like and you think you think what you've got's good but old mate just said i could have a little bit better i'm driving an audi but he yeah, reckons he can get we'll me get you this. yeah we'll get you and this he's like oh yeah and then you, by the time you get there and the mercs at 1984 beat up shitbox and you just left your audi tt oh, right? yeah. how many times have you heard grass isn't that green after it's all. like when, it's like when the escort play. photos yeah, and then yeah, they turn yeah. up and they're fucking double baggers yeah you know? yeah, yeah. That's bad time. Yeah, and that's what Ryan's told me. And there's welts anyway. all over their legs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Grosler's already been through yeah. them. <laughs> it's no, and bled out of his penis everywhere. Yeah, so this might or might not be a true story. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like say. saying we'll get an international to come and present trophies on Trophy Day, and you get, <laughs> and she get Uzi. <laughs> Is that what it was? Was he actually I, doing that? No, I was, thought you were going to roast no, Freedy. I was too. <laughs> When you, uh, you know, when you had that 15 minutes of fame for a while there, they used to tee, they always teed some, one bloke up to go and present trophies at Trophy Night, uh, Trophy Day at West Mitchie. Yeah. Me. And oh, I used yeah. to go, this bloke's playing the World Cup. Why don't you get him? And they go, never thought of it, eh? But did they get Uzi? Mitchie Junior. No. No, oh, no. That'd be classic. No. Uh, I don't think Uzi's allowed close to children. So no, no, I'm surprised he's allowed near patients, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably another thing for the law to discuss yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that also might or might not be true, but we'll leave it at that, eh? Yeah. 
Uh, Adokar, another one. Apparently, yeah. he's looking for a release. Apparently, he to... asked for one today. I read something this afternoon. Yeah, said... having a meeting, and Bellamy was going to say negative ghost rider. Yeah, well, the, oh, the yeah. Storms management have said they won't let him go. And well, he's Vunavale asked goes for a release. Year. Can you picture if you lost two of them at the same time? Oh, so, yeah, Vunavale stays for the year. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this last weekend. Yeah, and yeah, he, so goes the Reds. he goes to Reds, yeah. yeah. And I saw the Reds bought another couple of big names. It's like they're loading up. Yeah, there's all of a sudden yeah, time put some money out. Fucking games. Well, it's been That's a while funny. since you know they had all that success when yeah. Cooper was there and stuff like that. You got to get fucking seat. Of our bums in those seats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it's once, going you, down. You know when you strong, you know when you'd be flipping the channels what on on a Friday night and you'd what, flick over see the union. Yeah, and, and they'd think, be packed. Yeah, this is yeah. Sweet. Look at the, how packed their crowd is, or I'd see or I'd watch a test match and I'd be going. Look at the crowd there at Suncorp. How good would it be if we got this all the time? And when Matt Rogers was at the Waratahs, he was watching the Sharks play a home semi at Shark Park. And being a company man at the time, he said, oh, we get crowds like this every week. And then a few years later, Rat comes back to league. They're not getting shit. Their crowds are shit house now. Yeah. Like, they're on the slide. And like Foxtel, without... Without the NRL, would massively struggle. You know what I mean on the ratings they get and things like that. And that's when a lot of people buy KO and Foxtel to watch look at the NRL. The, you look at the two sports as well, and how much better to watch is rugby league than rugby union. And I yeah. think a lot of people are start like union to me when I was growing up. All the older private school fellas used to watch us, like all older sort of blokes, and he was sort of bit more there was a bit of prestige around it and build up all these big crowds all these old heads and then the younger blokes get into it and i think they've in my opinion it's just a whole heap of union fans that weren't the die hard union fans have found their way to watching rugby and league and realize how much easier it is for the viewer how much more free-flowing how much just better it is on the eye you know well look at it too when you watch rugby now they use they use the block shape and that. Yeah. Yeah, and they, we're also open. They can, they can fucking keep that. We're keep all, the fucking block we're shape. We're open to homosexuals, yeah, rugby yeah. league players. Yeah. You know, we'll we're, take, we're sweet. We'll take all comers, yeah. literally. Yes, we're good people like that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we come in, it's yeah. all good. As long as you get your kid off in the shower after the game, all yeah. will be forgotten. Rugby's a funny game. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny. Game. It is. Is I've I couldn't tell you. I couldn't sit down and tell you all watching, the rules of it. Watching, nah, I don't nah. know. I know. Watching I think I know AFL more than I know rugby. I think every, I think every in, time I did watch you ever uni, get you learn like anyone rule. ask you ever to play rugby like at a local level? Not yeah, a professional. I, play, I played like one, like one or two games. Sevens is good, yeah. you know, because you're basically like you play in that tournament every yeah, yeah. preseason up there at Roma. Is it Roma? Yeah, you know, do you? yeah. yeah. Um, Roma. Things like that, and you can just throw the ball around. You you learn a couple of basic rules that keep yeah. you going. But well, se- sevens isn't isn't uh, like the rules for sevens aren't as yeah in depth in, as in the temp. fifteen aside. You look at fifteen aside, and I've watched I've watched a fair bit of union. I'm, I love all sports. Uh, if it's on, like I watch the World Cup and all that sort of stuff. And every single time I watch a game, I think I learn another rule. I'll sit there with me mate or someone. Someone I know who knows a bit more, and just sit there and say, "Why the fuck did he just blow the whistle? Then what's going on?" And well, like, in that oh, last because World Cup, dude was fucking standing next to him, and then fell over yeah. sideways. It's like the last oh, World yeah. Cup, they were penalising blokes for running too hard. There's yeah, a, yeah, and like things like that. Roughness and One thing I don't like, they call us, they call us mongos. <laughs> There's a movie, an old cowboy mongos. movie, Mongo. If I can, is a uh, blazing saddles. Yeah, um, Mongo was this big 
dumb dumb bloke, bloke who knocked out a horse. <laughs> yeah. So they think of league blokes yeah, like that, the Mongo. But there's a reason why um, just regular club footy players go over to Union and walk into the Wallabies. Yeah. You know, like Curtly Beal would not be playing for the Kangaroos no, if he no. come but over. He'd playing, but he'd Andrew be get, he'd be him. he'd be he'd be getting used to New South Wales Cup if yeah, he came yeah. over. <laughs> He's fucking pretty talented, Curtly Beal. <laughs> Things like that. Andrew Walker walk in there. I agree. And Andrew Walker killed it. See, there was a thing. It's a funny game, like, and there are blokes, like, they always used to talk about, Sterling Mortlock was a very good player, but they always used to say the Canberra Raiders tried to sign him, and they probably did. But why would you leave the prestige of being an international rugby player just to be an, an NRL player, you know, like as a back row or a centre at the Raiders? You know, the thing is, it's a step down, and they travel to places like South Africa and all that thing, and they live off that. But they don't play anywhere near as many games as we do. And it's a bit wider. Like, it's obviously a wider um, demographic. Massively. Because Wh- whiter or wider? Wider. Uh, and possibly wider as well. No, not at all. Those South Africans. Like South Africa. Mm. Places like that. Their, game, their games played <laughs> far African and too. wide. And, like, those sort of things, like, you saw it too. And, like, now South Africa, once they used to um, have to pick X amount of... Uh, Dark fellas in the side, which and same as the cricket <laughs> side, and it was after the after apartheid and things like that. They went. I think they were totally just the tired of civil wars. I think that's yeah. probably what and that mean. sort of thing. But now everyone gets in on their own merit. Things like that, and places like all that, a lot of those African countries, they have rugby players. This is where at league we have to show them our game, which is easier to learn at a young age, and we can convert some of those blokes. And there's a lot of those blokes that could play dual international, like things like that. There was an American guy playing for Lebanon at the Nines mm-hmm. and things like that. And he'd, he was playing rugby in the States but had Lebanese heritage and, and things like that. You can say you can not – it's not uh, impossible to be able to convert people, especially at those amateur levels, and you get them over and you teach – when you're teaching people the skills as kids – it's an easy transition. Like you'll get blokes who play two sorts of football on a weekend, things like that. And that's what we got to develop places like the US. I reckon South Africa, like not everybody, with all those rugby blokes, you could convert some of them into leagueies. The thing is too, South Africans are pretty rugby union crazy and you'd have to get, the thing is you'd have to get to them before they got set in their ways. Like if you got a little South African kid who's eight years old who just watched the recent World Cup and saw South Africa come out and they... Like England dominated New Zealand the week before, and then they, you watch your side come out dominate England. They've won the World Cup, and the yeah, whole of hard. South Africa goes nuts. How are we ever going to get that eight, nine, ten-year-old kid and say, "Mate, here you go. You want to come over here and play, like grow up, play rugby league?" And South Africa don't even have a national rugby league team, do they? Or if they do, it's no, they do. It just doesn't play as exactly. much because it's hard to get, and you got to use the expats boys who are living here, like or heritage guys who are living in Australia, yeah, something like that, and they aren't as strong as say you boys, and that's the thing too. Well, the Cookies played South Africa for us, didn't they? Yeah, in Sydney, yeah, and they had a strong ass side, yeah, and, and, s- them. and South Africa was never going to have a strong side, um, yeah, and that was all guys like um, Mitchell Fry's younger brother, he was playing. Brennan. Yeah, he was playing in it. He's so a they, freak. They both, like, they had some good players, but they would have had some blokes who weren't up to. The Cookies have got blokes playing either second-tier level football or, or NRL, NRL yeah. level. <laughs> so you get a few of those blokes that are filled with Intra Super Cup and Canterbury Cup blokes and a few good blokes from the tier or two below. You're going to be way too strong. 
Um, Cause is going to hate me for this, Corey, but uh, do you want to get into some van questions? Yeah, yeah go for it, man. <laughs> just to break the conversation, the good yeah. conversation we're having and just totally yeah, redirect. Yeah, nice, mate. Sweet. Thanks. It's right. on... Yeah, it's um, been good. Nice. This one the best show yeah. ever. <laughs> Righty, it's on your one, yeah? Sure, bro. Yeah. All yeah. right. Hit, you got, you hit guys me with keep, it, bro. You guys keep chatting because this is going to... Hit me with it, bro. Um, yep. I'm going to get it up. You guys just uh, Dude. have a bit of a conversation. <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like, What's your go-to uh, porn site? Is it Pornhub or XNXX? No, no, or? I just I have to be the hub probably. The hub. So, <laughs> and I got the little tag there on my, every time I open my thing. It's yeah. just like the frequently visited. Yeah. You know, it's just one touch. You just, yeah, speak, one. you just speak to Daniel Lane about things like that. What's that one he looks at? <laughs> <laughs> Big Lane, girls bro. give me a buzz or something <laughs> like that. All right, what well, ones look good here, boys? So there's plenty. I was reading it through a few before. Yeah, that David Ellis. Oh no, here we go. So Dan, Dan, um, Laney, best father son duos in sport. John Daly and Little John would get my vote. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Laney about this Saturday. We played around a golf Saturday morning, and he was telling me he was watching a lot of the um, the father son golfing tournaments on online, and he reckons that. <laughs> Little, like little Laney's got a lot curry. on his plate if he's watching yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's. <laughs> so he's in a real committed relationship, isn't he? <laughs> he's telling me little John was um pretty much carrying John Daly around. So if he, if what he's saying is true, it might just about be be accurate. But yeah. I like the second one there. Jake Rowden goes. Um, his vote would go to Danny Williams and you, Adam Wright. So yeah, as a father son. I'd duo. have to vote for that. Yeah, yeah. he's solid about it. Nice. Uh, Paso to. Uh, Jaden Parsons talks about uh, just Latrell. We've spoken yeah, a lot about Latrell. Yeah. We covered everything. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and no one. Everyone. I hope we answered your question, Parsa, because we flogged we, the piss out of it for a yeah. while. So, Arthur Vernon. Arthur Vernon. Oh, I agree. That would, that's more about Latrell. Ah, yeah. uh, this is a good one. Uh, Errol Hearn, one of my uh, good mates, uh, Kyle Hearn's brother. The third party stuff. If you can bring some of that up, Dana yeah, on the face. Some, yeah. some of these are quite. Um, surprising like how much cash i always know the broncos can do that because brisbane's a lot cheaper to live in but and they have a lot yeah, more sponsorship but also are we talking third parties individual sponsorships yeah so this yeah. is individual sponsorships and like say someone say like as i heard on the radio last week Corey oates was talking on a volkswagen ad he's a he's an yeah. ambassador for volkswagen yep. and he drives around a flash new amarok so that also would go on to Corey oates's third party so he him getting a sixty thousand dollar Amarok top of the line, yeah, spec all specked out. That'd be also a part of his. So you look at clubs that have strong correlations with, um, like car dealerships or like shoe brands and stuff like that, and they their yeah. um, TPAs are higher. But like yeah. Melbourne, Melbourne have the highest. How much was that I again? Think that was eight hundred grand plus. Eight hundred and nine grand. I That's think a fair third, bit of cash. I think third party payments shouldn't even be a topic, or shouldn't even be public knowledge, because yeah. it's your if you can if you can produce your own personal brand that is a product that someone wants to buy and pay for. That's on you. Like if you want to sell yourself as a certain way, you should be able to cash in on that because it shouldn't be. You don't have to worry about the other people around doing that. Yeah. Well, also I think about it. Everyone looks at it and saying, well. That's not fair because Broncos players have $349,000 more than, than other clubs. So, look, Knights only have, well, the Eels have $80,000 in t 
KPIs. But and then it, you look at the Storm as 800. And then you wouldn't think Wouldn't that it, also be because we've got one team in a big city. Yeah, exactly. So they can, where down there, you're a flooded market. They can't exactly. cash in on that. So. And that's the Storm too. They're down there by themselves and they've yeah. had that much success. No wonder they got yeah, so much Yeah, their popularity TPIs. would be growing so much. And why do pe- people look at it saying, well, the Storm have $809,000 in TPAs. People think about that as why do they get more money to spend on players than everyone else? There's still a salary cap. These this isn't the Melbourne Storm saying here you come and wash this toilet for us every Saturday morning. We'll give you hundred grand extra. This is blokes who have um, sponsorship, personal sponsorship deals, um, obviously the car deals, all that sort of shit. It's not yeah. just it's not just that, the yeah. Melbourne Storm saying here have some extra cash. And that's fine because it's it's usually it's usually players that carry themselves very well on and off the field. Their characters, yeah, they're creating that for themselves. And they're and they're the the brand like as you're saying they've built themselves into these yeah. branded like Kalen Ponga drives around a brand new Mitsubishi Trident and everyone fucking looks at his Instagram and sees him with his flash new Trident. Everyone loves Kalen Ponga. Yeah. That's the, the reason. Fo- that's the reason they give him one. The because Fox, they know Ado he'll Car, sell. Ultimate Showman. Can you picture bringing him to meet some of your sponsors, having a laugh with him, yeah. and that like what a what a um, a cultivating sort of figure he is, and what he does on the field. Him scoring those tries, yeah, and yeah. everyone going hell. You think about it, the, far, the fastest player in the game, and then why would a brand like Asics not want him? He comes down, he scores a hundred meter runaway, and yeah. then he slides off the try line, puts his foot up, and he's got an Asic on. And then he goes out the next day on Instagram, puts a photo up in his brand new ASICs that he's just been given. Why would you not want that? Why would brands not want to give him that? Why would people not want to see that? And it also creates a culture for the the players to be the best on and off the field that exactly. they can be. Because especially in the with all Instagram and stuff, they it's also they're looking at followers, they're looking at like um, you know, like connection to the actual oh, the, the look fans at the NFL. Look at the NFL. When they're promoting their own brand, some of those boys yeah. all plug in charities and so forth, and all of a sudden people get involved, want to get involved with that. Yeah, why, like why that. do you think Odell Beckham takes his helmet off as quick as he can, bleaches his hair, you know, like mm. and be, like to, uh, defines himself, like separates himself from the pack? Yeah, is because he wants to be known, like he wants to be seen, um, rather than we, we obviously we were talking about the NFL with with helmets on. It's hard to recognize players sometimes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And things like that. And when you have your own number with your name on it, mm. people go out to buy that that jersey because you're their favourite player. That's what you see jersey sales in something like the NBA just goes, how many jersey sales? Once the Golden State Warriors blew up, Steph Curry jersey sales went through the roof because he's a brand people want to be around. They're like, this guy's the best shooter of all time. And now he's made squillions off jersey sales and shoe sales. Yeah, the, yeah like, the, like, I think the, the NBA... Do you have an NBA jersey? In oh, market yeah, I've got a good handful. Yeah, who have you got? i got LeBron James, yeah, got LeBron. Kyrie Irving, what, Kevin Durant. At the Lakers? Um, no, I have I a Cavaliers one. one. Yeah. I have a Cavaliers one. I've got a Rajon Rondo one. Like Rondo, also another yeah. Laker. It just goes... It's the fact that... Is Durant fucking trannies? Is that, was that the story with Durant? Or I hope so. That'd be cool. I'll get around that. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, you know? Yeah, Can't just true. be left to us good guys. You need, a, need, need a role model in the big stage. Uh, that's enough of the training talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Bali a couple too many times, I think. You know it all too well. <laughs> um, what do you like there? When's the great man Trigger coming on? Hopefully... When we fucking clean up the show. (laughs) Trig, we'll throw it out there to you. In January, when you're free, 
one week we'll have you on, Big Dog, and the next week we'll have Kim on. What about so we, we should do? I think we, we should, should wait. do Trigger and Kim together. I'll take a fucking backseat. I offer nothing to the show anyway. So I think <laughs> we should wait until hero, maybe man. after like the um maybe after the first tr- set of trials or something for West to get yeah. a bit of feedback. So then we can see where Trigger's obviously a very important man. We can see where he's at. We can see where his sides at. I just maybe and, get and maybe get a few inside scoops from the just getting to so. bag everyone that played. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. aren't they playing Sunny Coast at some stage? So could, that's what I've told you. Sunny Coast Cup side. Well, this well, is the well, feedback I'm hearing. Well, and right man has many ears. To well, if that's going to happen, then maybe we should get him on the week after that. So <laughs> yeah, I reckon that that'd be good. He knows a lot about a lot of things. So I wouldn't mind a trial against him as well, like just to get that you know get a spanking under our belt. Like the, I like yeah. playing the in the trial, especially when we get the prams. You know, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. we're playing Offerdale's boys, and from what he tells me... It's going to be a fucking, fucking rollover. Just a whitewash, Wait, eh? Practice falling down will be there soon, cunts. Wait, this is what, <laughs> there's a question I have for you. Will, okay, overs or unders, will Mark Offerdale play more minutes in the trial against Mitchie than he did against minutes for the USA Hawks against for the, the Cook, Cook Islands? Island? Well, if he plays seven minutes for the Gundy, he's played more minutes than he did in that Cook <laughs> Island thing. So yeah. Do you think Mark Offerdale had what my Samoan mates refer to as fear of the brown boy? Uh, no, he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he. Uh, I, I didn't. Offerdale. Well, I, okay. Would you say the owner of the Gundawindi Barbell Club is yeah. a pretty decent Nick? You know, good motor. Yeah, yeah. He usually is. What sort of a coach leaves two big fat blokes with no agility on there that are passengers for way too many minutes? Hmm. Uh, we'll have to, Interesting we'll, question. Yeah, we'll have to ask Offerdale these questions. Yeah. When he comes in, we'll get him back on this shit. He left a bloke on there who could not get into the defensive line. Yeah. And was half like a fullback at one stage and only plays <laughs> 25 minutes in the local SARL comp for his club side. Are you are you helping out the cough heads this year? Or That's what? I always help them out. Curtis, you'll be listening. You and Kyle Oh, he's Adele. listening now. Curtis, yeah, he will yeah. be. Curtis will be listening. He plugged it. He asked if we could. He actually threw it up when offered. I was looking for a sponsor to see if we'd be interested. We're not, but I'm sure there's a lot of little meth heads in yeah. Gundy that might want to yeah. get their number put on the back. of Offered, could get a sunscreen sponsorship. Yeah, things like <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, those yeah. sort of things. He'd be good. He he's probably got car dealership in Gundy. Um, promoting his name and shit like that. Yeah. Would you think? Well, I know he drives around his dad's '98 Falcon, so he, that his dad's sponsoring in that way. Oh, that's the spirit. Um, the Barbell <laughs> Club, fucking Ute or something. They have got. A, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. This should be interesting. Playing, there's two schools of thought. You play someone too far out of your league, and you get injuries that that hinder you at the start of the year. Other times, you go in there and you see a level set. Of intensity, and it helps decide lift for the ne- in training and in games, knowing what they need to do, line speed, first contact, working together defensively, things like that, executing properly, not pushing shit passes, all type things like getting to getting to your spots if that's what you want to do. I think there's no reason but coming out having a trial against someone that you're expected to spank. Like I think like, you're expected to get spanked by. No, you're expected to. I'd pr- I'd probably prefer to come out and verse, a, like a, a a better side, like a, oh, a great side or something, and just yeah, you get fed. You may as well like what are you going to lose? It's a trial match. Like it's not like you're going out and you're getting negative forty on your 
on your for and against. It's not there's nothing you can lose from it. The only positives that can come from it is especially in trials, you obviously have just about everyone gets a run and young fellas play and everyone gets out and say you say we did get a run against someone like a sunny coast or even even one of the west sides you look at it and you think some of these blokes have been places with rugby league and they know exactly what's going on yeah and you just get the the advantage of being on the same field as them even as a b yeah as a brl side you'd want to be i'd you'd i'd be lining up all the trials against cups like the yeah. cup side and say give us give us your half and half you know so a lot of a lot of trials will do that yeah they'll, you'll get your brl for half the game and then you get your cup for what like the second half or something like that yeah. and those sides with uh that are dual regoed with nrl clubs most of the times it they're not going to have any of those blokes that will be there in round th- uh, round one or round two. Yeah, those guys like they'll just be playing the guys that are actually contracted to them. Any other questions, my friend? Yeah, what do we got? We got Gladden, our boy Nate. He goes, would West ever be up for a end of season travel to Cali for a few games? Fucking oath. Yeah, I'd say we'd love to. No, but no. Also is he talking we- about West or is he talking about Mitchie? No, he's talking about us. I'd say. Uh, yeah, that that would be good. But we got simpletons who struggle to get to the to our home ground yeah, and, and feel two sides. We struggle yeah, to organise a trip. To but Cairns, you could organise that as a if Clint if Clint was motivated to try to organise that as an end of year trip. He'd well, do he's it, got a lot of know? time to spend mulling yeah. over it in his hospital bed, yeah. so I'm sure if can, if they're going to play in own. LA, he knows there's he knows their thirty dollar bags over there, so he's fucking <laughs> on it. Oh wow, well, okay. on it, right? right uh, we'll have to sign him out at the hospital and get up there, <laughs> get on the bag, and then we we'll would be to great. Check him back in. Would be good if a touring side wanted to play a trial against us, either post-season or pre-season. That would be great. Or is some of, so with Dildo sending us those highlights of those shots, yeah, yeah. I don't want any of that noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one guy <laughs> killed a guy. Did you like that? Yeah. The, when it, you only got to get back on five, side five metres. <laughs> yeah. and, and They're going back no to No offence, too. Some of them poor guys that LA yeah. had. Are gonna ha- yeah. are really gonna need but to that, yeah, they fine were, tune their game. Some, some of those shots were classic. Yeah, they were hitting um, like because yeah. no one knew any football take out the legs. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they weren't getting moved around. Uh, I can't, still can't wait to watch the game with they yeah, yeah. obviously cutting it down and then going to put it out. They did on the weekend. I, yeah. It was meant to be on YouTube. I saw some things and they had all the ball. Those big fellas. And they LA dropped the ball so much it was hurting me to watch. I was punching. I was punching the lounge just watching them. Yeah. It was killing me. Just their stupidity. One bloke did. Remember Burroughs when he ran that short side against Italy and got taken over the sideline mm-hmm. where nothing was on? A guy did that in the wet and just got flung. And yeah. I go, and I go, and even like uh, even my missus said, how shit was that? And I went, yes, that's, you know, it's wet. You don't get outside the tram yeah. tracks. Wingers over the sidelines yeah. are unacceptable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not rugby union where I'm in a bit of trouble, I'll step out and have a line uh, out. And and, unless, like, you go on for a put down. You yeah, know, like, yeah, unless, yeah. yeah, and then someone comes up with a big play defensively and saves it. But things like that, like, they'll do things and they'll get their football education up, get their IQ. That's all, like, get them smarter. And hopefully we get to go to LA and play them. It'd be nice. And then I may never come home. I'll just stay in LA forever. Yeah. You know, and and Dane could chase his uh, TV TV career maybe as an extra in a lot of shows. Well, so we'd, we'd, have to, we'd have to we'd have to go get yeah. Joe Scully to fill in for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Would you get in the sure. country like after you smuggled like fucking 
hooch lollies out last time. I'm all good. I'm all good. Well, have they marked your passport never to return? If I'm going, I'm going with Freddie because you obviously know where it's at. So. <laughs> Just meet up with yeah. I know We'll drop you, we'll I know drop you off at Ramsey TSA. Street and then we'll go. Well, I'll be, uh, don't worry, I'll be meeting up with Corey. Stay. I'll just get Corey to come. <laughs> Corey has more contacts than <laughs> anyone. Chase goes... Let's, let's forget to invite off enough. Where, <laughs> where do you think the Storm will finish next year? Will the Roosters make the grand final? It's going to be interesting too. Like, is it way too far out to be talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah it probably is. a troll game. Can the... Well, but surely they're in. I reckon surely they're in the eight. Yeah, and I'm. Both I'm sides. thinking. I'm thinking the storm will still be in the four. They might have. It, they might have it a bit tougher, but they haven't lost that much compared to what they've gained. You know, like how will how will Jerome Hughes go as a regular half season? That's the, the that's pre-season the big question could help him. You know, like fine tune. That's the thing. They've got two. If they play, there was a rumor about they might play Cameron Smith at halfback. No. Which Cameron Smith put on Twitter that he was, wasn't going to halfback. But he does play first receiver quite a lot yeah, in yeah. games. And the thing is, they mix and match. Will there be times in game where Hughes will go to dummy half? Yeah, play, well, now that, now that, first now that Papenhausen's cemented himself as a freak at fullback, Hughes has got to do what he can to modify his game to become that half they need. And he's just got to learn that all he's got to do is get the ball to where it's got to go. Because playing off the back of that is Munster. And Poppenhausen, who are both ridiculous and they're electric. Broadcast so, interrupted. If you can just, what happened? If you can just get um. It says broadcast interrupted. On what the live feed? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. Just probably battery died, but yeah, that's the thing. They've got a lot of talented players. No matter who loses, they'll be trying to reply. Riley Jacks could be. Uh, a handy little pickup because yeah, he fits into their system very well. Well, he's been there and done that, you know. He's played, yeah, and they he played won a handful plenty of, of um, played handful of NRL games for him, and he played a handful of NRL games last year. And they don't bring you back if they don't rate you. Yeah, exactly. They struggled to let him go to start with, but they didn't have a choice. And so now that no money, now that they've got him back for his sake, hopefully he can get in there. But also for Melbourne's sake, as long as they've got someone doing the job, whether it be him or Jerome Hughes. I still think they'll definitely be up there. And I think the Roosters are giving themselves every chance to be there again. Like, I don't see why they couldn't be. As much as I hate it, because fuck, I hate the Roosters. It would be hard. It would surprise me to think that they both wouldn't be up there. Yeah, well. Doing well. If you're a betting man, you'd have to put some money on the Roosters. Yeah. Because they're that good. And you're playing on the back of um, their electric stars. And on the back of workhorses like Boyd Cordner and Jared Rhea Hardgraves and Jake Friend and uh, Mitch Orbison. Ted just, left and someone like Lindsay Collins will yeah, get his opportunity oh, to play more first grade. He's played a lot of first grade and he's been terrific every time he's played. So I don't see any reason why um, he couldn't come in and fill that spot perfectly, you know. So, they're, yeah, they're, they've planned for the future well. They won't get ambushed. I think that, like, I agree with Dane. I think they'll be playing the finals. Both sides will play finals. So, um, how are we going to work this, boys? I reckon, so next week we're going on to the 23rd. So, that's obviously going to be our Christmas special. Yep. Okay, so. I, um, we won't be here for that one. Where will you be? I'm going out to my old man's place. So, I won't get back till Christmas Eve, which is the 24th, so. The 24th, Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Might be able to do that. Well, it's up to you, boys. If you want to push it back a day, I'd be happy to come. But if not, you guys just 
Yeah, Christmas. I'm, I'm home Christmas Eve, yeah, so no. it's up to you. What do you reckon, Rights? I don't care. I can come here before I go to Fanny Grove Tab. <laughs> Are they doing it again down there? Yeah, we, they're, they're having a band on. We're trying to get people to go. Yeah, well, it's up yeah. to you, boys. If you want, gets a bit stabby down there, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It gets a bit rapey too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Close enough the, to the yeah, train station that Jack Hawkins is just said chilling that, out in the smoke. There are that many blokes just put it in their calendar to go after yeah. you've yeah. said those words. <laughs> Girls get raped. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Stabbing. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, go. well, we'll drop. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll drop a Christmas one, yeah. and we'll see when ETH is available. Is coming, yeah. We'll get old Sorry. nose ring on here. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. Nothing's cooler than a winger with a nose ring, eh? Yeah. That's one of the best When did he get it? I don't know. I he, had it, he had it years ago. And he's yeah. Just Popped the back through. Yeah. yeah but, I, when I saw him at um, Roddy's birthday last weekend, he said he'd only just got it redone and he's... Yeah. He's, it must be a good, it. like, conversation starter or something. Mm. I don't know. Does he... Ezekiel what what does he do with it? Does he wear it in a game or does he just slide nah, it out? Take it out. Ezekiel Elliott's got this nose ring that he yeah. obviously puts a helmet on him. Yeah. Wears. And I, th- I found that strange when you could see his big ass mm. nose ring through the camera angle on his on the face mask, <laughs> let alone wingers. They're just an interesting breed, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they all just want to be... They all want to be the fox. Funny yeah. and score tries. But That's they're right. not really... <laughs> just one of those things. We're not all ma. Well, you want to take this bitch out, righty? Or are you all good, Dana? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. All right. Talk. We're in the festive season. Hold your loved ones close to you. Enjoy. Have a good time. The rugby league season's just around the corner. If you're in Gundawindi and you want to improve your rig, get in contact with the Gundawindi Barbell Club. Thanks to everyone who watches us Facebook Live. Thanks to everyone who listens to us on the various means that we get to people. We jumped into the charts this week for the first time. Did, so, did we? Yeah, now? so we hit 185. So charts are rated at top 200 in Australia. And on Chartable, we just jumped in at 185 for the first time. So that we it, it said we jumped up from 55 places and it's from there. So hopefully it's only onwards and upwards. Yeah, and that's a good. shout out to all the people who listen too. Yeah, that, that wouldn't happen. really appreciate you, Mark, it. So. We love it. Get the good I, word I out I promise too. to watch more NRL next year. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually watch games That's besides spirit. the Broncos. <laughs> as long as everyone's getting the word out there, I think we're on an onwards and upwards We'll trend. be back for a Christmas special next week sometime. We'll have the Christmas shirts on or the Christmas hats and, or whatever. Yeah, and, and yeah, we'll do so. Yeah, we'll dress up. Uh, we might... Um, might have a few. Yeah, uh, might a few have beverages, a few. beverages, yeah, definitely yeah. so. Yeah. Get a fat stripper in here dressed yeah. like Santa. So, oh. Yeah, well, do you want... Do you so want, so yeah. Dana can oh, just well, mung her out live yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> I but, do. I but I do it. know... Like, Good idea, Freddie. I do know... <laughs> I do know Laney, you'd probably have a few numbers if you really wanted to yeah. contact any people who are bigger, <laughs> yeah. bigger, bigger girls. All right. Okay. We'll wrap it up with that. Just shout out to my missus and my daughter. Thanks for listening. I know you're avid supporters of mine, Freddie and Dana's little adventure and, here. And also, if you want to come on, just reach out. We'll have fucking anyone on, eh? Yeah. If you just want to come on, just let us know and we'll just have you on because... You're just coming around to my house every Monday yeah. night. Yeah, just there's bring plenty, booze. There's plenty of weeks to get people around here. So. Yeah. yeah, just bring booze. Just get into the chat, and yeah. we'll love to have you here. Everyone, take care, and remember, don't be a mercenary. Well done, lads. <laughs>